no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. And we're back. Another episode of the Stereo Bros Podcast, the People Podcast. It's your boy, Patagonies and Lattes. You can call me PL, but you can't call me LMP. Okay. Okay. Greetings, y'all. It's Hat Shep Suit. How y'all doing? Hi, it's Jazzy. Okay. We're muted all of our TVs and whatnot. We good to go? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. So paused in the background. There we go. We'll just jump right into it. You know, it still sounds like there's a TV something in the background somewhere. Let me check. Let me check. You know what? That might not be a TV. That might be a person. Sorry. Oh, good. And- All right, perfect. So. We're going to jump right into it. You know, it's a calm November. It's a Friday. And Georgia has certified its electoral votes for Joseph Biden. Uh, Lawsuits in Wisconsin, PA, and I believe Nevada have been dropped. Giuliani dripped Beijing, but it wasn't enough to help him secure that $20,000 a day uh, you know, Bill, he's charging Trump to stay in office. And it looks like Biden is going to be our president sooner than later. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there for a second because I've been getting a lot of slanderous text messages and IG messages from a few different people. Um, and I just want to say, listen, I voted for Biden not because I think he's going to make America great again. But it's because I did not want a white supremacist fascist making lifetime appointments of judges at a federal level that are going to have an impact on policy and cases for decades. I didn't want him putting people in federal agencies that are going to impact things that my my kids and their kids, if the world's still here, will be impacted by. So a good example of that is that he just nominated a 33-year-old woman with eight years out from law school as a federal judge. Like, that's the reason why we needed Trump out of there. It's not that Biden's better. Well, yes, Biden is better, but it's more so like Trump is the parade of horribles that we don't need in office. So when black people say all the bad things Biden did, I'm like, yo, bro, I get it because I'm a Bernie bro. At the same time, you got to think on a broad level, right? Like if you don't have an alternative to Trump, then stop telling people that Biden is the Antichrist. So I'll stop there and let my lovely co-host chime in. I I guess I agree with that. But then when you look at like how we had Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, AOC, all of them, you know, got behind Biden in the hope 
that he would be making some at least more a little a few more progressive policies and then you hear the cabinet that he's putting together and it has not one progressive inside the cabinet and it's just like well what the fuck was that about like what was it for now nah, listen i hear you that's trash right and even his plan to like up the taxes if he up taxes yo i will flip to the Republican Party within minutes. He better up taxes. He's talking his wild tax shit. He better, he, fam, stop all of that. Like, <laughs> chill with all that tax shit you talking, my nigga. Chill the fuck out. All right, 50 Cent. Chill. <laughs> chill the fuck out. Right? But what I will say, though, is that one thing he was good at when he was vice president is crossing the aisle to get like the McConnell type bozos in line. And I think that I don't like with him in office, I feel like we can go back to regular racism, <laughs> right? And just like have a, a certain sense of like normalcy and then just focus back on our local shit, right? With Trump right. in office, you got Proud Boys walking around DC punching reporters in the face. That happened like this week. Like a mm. Proud Boy punched a reporter, like two pieces, boop, boop, boop. And the dude was like, why are you hitting me, man? <laughs> and, um, I mean, I felt for the reporter because ain't no way dude should have been able to punch him in the face without no kind of get back. But I feel like um, Trump has enabled these Proud Boys to walk around with long beards and, and big guns and feel extra tough. So that's that's what I'm trying to X out. All the other shit in terms of, like, cabinets and all that, like, no, it won't be perfect. It won't be a, a utopia, but a damn show won't be dystopia, which we had in the Trump. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I haven't. I've met. I guess I've made this point like a few times, you know, in the past, you know, episodes and stuff. That I just kind of feel like both of them are like not great to me, but I can certainly see the argument that like you know Trump not being in that position you know, fares a lot better than, than, you know, Biden being in that, you know, especially with the, um, the enabling with certain language and, and, and his, and his refusal to kind of like take accountability for that too, which is grossly problematic. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely understand the, the, the sentiment, you know, I just, I'm interested to see what's next though. I want to see what Biden got coming down the pipeline. You know what I mean? Because vaccines is around the corner. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to see how that's going to roll out. I want to see how we're going to do other stuff. I mean, people were talking big shit in February, like, oh, we're not taking no vaccine. Fire fit bond. And now <laughs> Pfizer, you know, is out here pushing the FDA to approve it, you know, and we're at 95 percent. And everybody's like, well, you know, we might have a vaccine. So I'm just I just want to see what what the really real is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm waiting for it so we can. Um, so we can kind of just get on with putting things back on track, if that makes sense. No, it makes mad sense. I think in terms of the vaccine, we know that they're going to target black and poor people and say, in order to get that certification or to have your kid in school, you need this vaccine. And I don't trust that shit. I mean, we all know what happened with the Tuskegee experiment and they gave people syphilis and just watched them fucking deteriorate. And I think that tr trying out a vaccine on the poor is fucked up. Trying out, like... And then people like the governor saying, well, the black community 
the Brown community is disproportionately affected by it. So to give it to him first, bruh, no, that's not it. <laughs> like, nah, what you should be doing is actually trying to enforce social distancing and stop letting fucking restaurants put sheds outside their goddamn restaurants and call that like outdoor dining, right? Like, try that, bro. Like, that makes a lot more sense than, than, than giving my, my neighbors and my cousins a vaccine that's going to fucking turn us into the zombie apocalypse. Right. Right. I mean, you know, shout out with the small business owners. You know, I be feeling bad because like they really have to kind of figure it out on their own. Like, first of all, imagine that before the pandemic, you could have gotten fined for everything that you're doing to, to sustain your business right now. You know what I'm saying? The amount of citations that would come down on a small business for utilizing any part of the public sidewalk without a permit or without a this or without a that were, were through the roof. So now these people get the chance to kind of build an outdoor space virtually with no parameters. You know, I, I kind of celebrate it because they need the help. I mean, the direction isn't coming from anywhere else. Yeah. You know, it's not like we got clear instruction coming from anywhere yeah. on how to do anything. So, you know, like if you can build a little shanty town outside of your little patty shack <laughs> and make some money, <laughs> I, who am I to be upset about that? You know what I mean? Can I still get the patties? Do you, are you still trying to keep this COVID friendly and clean? Is bad enough? Some of these restaurants, have their menus are half of what they were at the top of the year because they can't get the supplies. They don't got enough money to get um, some of the things that they were serving before. Even companies like big chains like Applebee's don't have their full menu anymore because they can't get their mm -hmm. hands on some of these things. So like, mm -hmm. you're not gonna get no direction and you're still trying to eat, you're gonna have to bam squad that shit. You're gonna have to buy any means necessary that shit. And that's what these small business owners are doing. But outside of that, um, you know, I mean, they're really the only champions that I'm kind of celebrating in the midst of all this stuff because they, they need the encouragement. Well, part of the Anybody problem is, who's eating at Applebee's? It's 2020. What are you doing eating there? You better knock that shit off, well, man. Well, I haven't, I haven't been able to eat at Applebee's in some time because they oh, every dish has, like, meat in it. Should I pause and, that? No, you're a woman. You don't have to pause that. And okay, you're great. I meat. felt like... We get yeah, it. But, you're beyond meat. It's right. all good. <laughs> boom, 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 I guess. I mean, I don't know. All right, I listen. I mean, <laughs> what I say about the whole... Um, pandemic what's pissed me off is that my favorite brunch spots took off all my favorite dishes and i had to go to the to the owners like bro where's my wife's salad with, with the fucking brioche toast and it was like we, basically we can't get whitefish so i'm like this is, this is fucking ludicrous and yeah i know that's like my my complaining but i will that's the say same that. as like arguing for truffle fries where are the truffle fries god damn it <laughs> yo like, it's funny because another spot said they can't get that either yeah, I mean, listen, you better go to Home Goods and go get you some truffle oil and get it popping on your own because it's not happening at these shops no more. You are your own restaurant. I know, but a few spots actually have like the outdoor heating lamps and those working great. Oh, yeah. Um, all these all these bozos that are insisting on hookah and cheap liquor on the weekends are the reason why in the city the cases <laughs> are going back up and now the DOE has closed schools. So those who used to use a DOE as a way to like get to work, now they stuck at home with their fucking kids. So I don't see where this ends well. I think that it's either going to be that we shut back down again for like another month or um, we ride this shit out. But I know 
firsthand that COVID is real. Like I lost, you know, a handful of cousins and associates to COVID related shit. So I like, I don't take it lightly, but I do mm-hmm. recognize that there's that balance between those that have to be outside for work and those that feel like they got to be outside because inside is not comfortable, right? Like they live in a, in a two bedroom with 10 people. So they feel like they got to go do hookah to, you know, ease the pain. And they're the ones that's fucking this whole shit up for everybody else. So. <laughs> he said to ease the pain. I mean, yes, in so many <laughs> words, you know, because that's because that's the that's the that is the malfunction of the function that came with with COVID. You know what I mean? Like people realize that their home environment might not have been copacetic for them. Maybe it's spatially because it's two bedrooms and ten people, like PNL said, or it's you know energetically you know you realize that this partner ain't the partner you realize that your mama is halfway crazy whatever the situation is a lot of people realize that home was not it and so they were you know hitting these bars especially when you didn't have to order food to get the drinks you could just pull up and take the drinks to go it was like bourbon street everywhere in certain parts of brooklyn you know what i mean but like i mean I there are a couple of things that I think that you know we haven't really explored in terms of what's really passing these the disease around or this illness around. I would say that if anyone has paid attention to what the streets look like these days, I think the homeless and like the drug uh, the drug addicted community, like people with like you know severe and persistent mental illness in some cases, they are all over the street. You know, and I don't know if it's because like Department of Homeless Services or, you know, those systems are already overwhelmed in the city, but it's like COVID hit and these niggas just didn't have a way to, to, you know, handle this at all because it just seems like it's such an influx of people that are, you know, super vulnerable on the street. And 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 the train and, you know, and they're not, you know, some of them be having masks on, but the mask be over their head, their forehead, the mask be, <laughs> the mask be everywhere except where it's supposed to be, sure. you know? You, and so you got to wonder like ineffective use of their mask in addition to possibly participating in like illicit drug use. And, right. How many people they're spreading that to? It's, you know, it's a, it's a lot. There's a lot of different things. And, you know, like let's, there's some hospital systems that are not testing their employees. You know, like there are like healthcare systems that are not testing their employees. There are people who are still going to work, even though they have been exposed to COVID or they maybe even experience some symptoms because they can't afford not to. You know what I mean? Like student loans ain't been canceled. Rents ain't been canceled. Mortgages ain't been canceled. Like, so some people got to get it regardless, you know, and they're going to do that. It's, it's dangerous and it's, it's fucked up, but it's also capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, what are we going to do about it? You know? No, that is true. So capitalism must go on and, you know, we are approaching Turkey day. Um, so why not spend some time kind of rehashing, you know, some of the do's and don'ts this year, given we have a pandemic on how to enjoy, uh, uh, pandemic, um compliant a a covid compliant turkey day like how do we go about doing that don't go to your family's house but what about your own <laughs> you 
ask her for the recipe and you make that shit yourself. Yeah. Now might be the time to get on the on the Zoom, you know, cook-alongs. Maybe that's what needs to happen, like the cook with me class, because it ain't going down. Thanksgiving ain't going down the way we thought it was, you know, this year. For me personally, do you guys want to hear what my personal plans are? Of course. I am gonna order infused food. And yeah, and I'm just going to have myself. There is a black woman, the brown box in in Jersey. Um, She has a it's a CBD company, but they also have brown box kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that does infuse foods. I know that it's that was technically some free promo, but it's black people in cannabis. And I had to sell it. We have to just celebrate them when we can mm-hmm. um, but they they but around holidays and like you know they do half pans Ooh. of like infused mac and cheese infused collard greens infused things so i'm just gonna order like some greens and some mac and cheese and um hopefully they can make it vegan and we'll be off to the races you know i won't be worried about any about being in anybody's house <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm having a small dinner with my just my dad and my little brother, and we calling it a day. That's cute. I like that. Oh, now yeah, lit. I'm going to be at my mother in law's house. Wait, when is this coming out? Because I didn't I didn't tell. All right, fuck it. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be at my. You know, not coming to your Thanksgiving. Sorry. Huh. I say you're telling the other people you're not going to their Thanksgiving. No, people's asking me what am I doing, and I'm like nothing. And I like you know, there's a lot going on personally to where people don't really want to cook and that kind of stuff. And I also don't drive on um, Thanksgiving because I've tried to in the past and got stuck at the Holland entrance for like two hours. Like it's like the worst day to drive, so like I don't you know do anything. But that's what we're doing, and not doing do like a turkey. It'll be like a like a leg of lamb, some uh, salmon, and, and some sides. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be making old fashions. But all of the like mad mad plates, and then like the next few days, you got like food. That yeah. shit is over. Like don't nobody want like that shit. Quiet. Like like leftovers for three days no more. Like yeah, I want abs. More than I want pictures <laughs> for the gram of my fucking food. So, well, we're not even we're not even mobile like that right now. So all that food gonna sit right on you while you sit on your couch because you inside. Gyms <laughs> are probably gonna reclose pretty soon too. So it's it's quiet for all of that. You know what I mean? So it sounds like the moral here is to like like stay your ass home, right? Or like get you a pod, <laughs> like ten people or less. That you know is not mixy, and yeah. just like link up with them. But all it's like taking mad pictures with eighty five people with masks. Like, stop it, cornball. Especially I, listen, if you a teacher or an educator, and you out here with a mask on at a mixy ass event, I'm a civilian. I'm telling. Fuck that. I I agree. I mean, I I don't. I try not to judge people in their decision but you're gonna be a judge one day so you might as well start practicing now am i fingers crossed um this podcast before they vote for me Uh, (laughs) 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 um no but like i don't i try not to judge people because i feel like 
you know, this is like a sensitive time. It's stressful. You know, like you could be quarantined for like eight months and then, you know, make a decision like, no, I, I really want to see my friends or I really need this moment for my mental health and then go out and, you know, be at some hookah party. <laughs> I think part of the problem is that people, have, out. I don't know, but I you know, just, Jazzy, I think people have not been detained because had they had lost their freedom for a little while, they'd actually <laughs> enjoy the solace that you get with staying your ass home. Right. Right. Like, I don't like if more people have been detained or handcuffed at least for a few hours and and lost their freedom. Liberty was. People are losing their minds, guys. Like people are unraveling. All right. I know folk that have like not left their house in a long time and me i mean one of the ways like i don't go to things but i've always thank god for running and for doing yoga outdoors because those are the things that like have kept me kind of sane right like if our parks were to shut down as well i'd be in a lot of fucking trouble (laughs) yoga coming soon (laughs) (laughs) it is actually i mean it is but But, like, honestly, like, if I didn't have, like, the track or, like, a park where there's nobody there but me, I would not be able to have stayed sane. Like, and the teachers, I feel bad. I mean, I have some educator friends that, like, you know, they're just as concerned as the rest of us. And don't, some of, many of them don't want to be in anybody's school building. Many of them don't want to deal with other people's kids right now. They're thinking about their, their elders and whatever else. But, you know, they have to be. And so I'm not saying that they need to be at somebody's hookah lounge the night before. But, like, I think that it's easier to be like, you shouldn't be out there if, yeah, you, right. aren't, if you yourself aren't forced right. to go do, you know, be in this building. And kids be nasty. <laughs> you know, kids kids be yes. coughing with their mouth open. Yes. And shit. Kids, you listen, know what I'm saying? Kids, kids are germ factories. Yes. Like, kids are fucking nasty. Like, I love my kids, but they definitely be eating shit off the floor. <laughs> and these kids don't even be theirs. Yo, these kids aren't even there. You know boogers, like, yeah, nah, nah. The kids are fucking nasty. Like, listen, they go hold you. They fucking nasty. But if you told me that I could save a life by not doing hookah, you know, I'll, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna not do hookah. I'm gonna stay my ass home. If you tell me that, okay, because guess what? Even if you can't necessarily, you know, party, go for a walk, jog, like get like yeah. But I the think- entire time they mm-hmm. said go get air. So like walk in front of your project hallway or like in front of the the building, sit on the body in the projects on the bench. Like get <laughs> what, some, are think- what are we thinking about when you be putting these examples? Talk well. Talk well. Especially since we're inside, it's important for us to get vitamin D. Like I remember during parts of the pandemic, I would be like, oh my God, so so drained. And then I'd like go outside and I'd be like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like I think we can forget, especially with freaking the sun setting at four o'clock <laughs> now. You know. Yeah, they're trying to save mad day. Like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> But, like, vitamin D supplements, everyone should be taking them. Like, I used to work with a nurse nurse practitioner who always prescribed um, vitamin D supplements to women because she's like, we just don't get enough. Between sunscreen and, like, the winter months, you just don't get enough sun exposure. So I take vitamin D supplements every day, you know, just to keep the, you know, keep the energy going. 
Um, like a multivitamin, but um, yeah. Nah, so Thanksgiving, say no to hookah. Say no to hookah and cheap liquor and, and large gatherings. Ten or less, please. Ten or less. And if you're an educator, you best not be out here on the grand with 85 people because guess what? Concerned parents on the PTA will come for that ass. Not not on the PTA. But oh, yes, I'm on an the active PTA. PTA soccer dad. Like I'm a soccer Period. dad on Sundays and I'm on the PTA any other time. Give me right. a I'll be I'll be ready to call somebody. <laughs> it's like, give me a reason. <laughs> But you know what I haven't seen before we move forward? What I haven't seen with this, well, actually, I'm not going to say what I haven't. What I would say is, what I would like to see more of is um, outside of just stressing masks, which are important, but I think that I would I would appreciate seeing more um, uh, promotion of like healthier rituals or healthy practices people can do to reinforce their immune system. And when I, I know people are doing it on independently on the gram, like some, uh, you know, a, a blogger here will put this up or a wellness company will put this up, but I want the, I want the city, you know what I mean? To be able to put out a plan that's like, yo, you want to increase your fluids, drink, get, get tons of, take a vitamin D supplement, you know, go out and get oxygen because I feel like it's like mass, 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 mass. People lose their common sense. If you want a city block by yourself at 6 a.m., you know, why are you struggling with a mask? You the only one on the block at 6 a.m. Don't, like, don't, don't do cardio with a mask on. With a mask on, like. Niggas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I really wish that I could see some messaging that 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 kind of said, well, you know, outside of if you if you if you think you have symptoms, quarantine for 14 days. But if you don't have symptoms, you know what I mean? But you want to be on the on the on the proactive side of staying away from that outside of washing your hands and wearing a mask, you know, increase your vitamins, you know, watch your diet, get outside and get air. And I feel like I just haven't seen that, um, but I'd like to. So. All right. Well. What I want to see is your woke word, what it is. Ooh, woke word time. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Okay, so are we ready for the woke word or whatever? Diggity. Yeah. Today's woke word is sovereignty. Everybody say with me. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. We love to see it. Okay. Sovereignty is, is a noun and it's described as supremacy of authority or rule as exercised by a sovereign or sovereign state. A second definition is royal rank, authority, or power. And a third definition, which I like just as much, is complete independence and self government. Now, before we use it in a sentence, the reason why I chose the word sovereignty is because I feel like that is the theme of all of, that should be the theme for all of us going into pandemic two, um, going into this new presidency, going into all this new shit. It doesn't matter who is giving you rules. It doesn't matter who is leading your country, leading this or in whatever position. Self-governance will carry you so much further than someone else's policy outside of you. So I thought that sovereignty was an appropriate word to use. So now if anybody on the Stereo Bros podcast would like to use the word in a sentence now, is your time. And PL, I know you do this really well. 
So feel free to jump into your regular spot. <laughs> but um, sovereignty. I got you. He was older than than uh, Tarquell by five years. But because Tarquell was getting more money than him, he held him sovereign as his big bro. <laughs> you mean, like, how you, you mean, that's good. <laughs> no, because it'd be like real life shit like that, that it'd be um, uh, <laughs> fucking amazing me. Like, dudes be like five, six years older than the dude because dude getting more money than him. He's like, yo, that's big bro. I'm like, right. you know, like, money don't make you. The clothes don't make you. It's like your your morals, your values, your principles make you. But I mean, who am I? What am I know? Like, what do I know, right? So, I mean, you know some things, but I mean, yeah. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what do, any, I mean, what do any of us know? Yeah, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a random history fact, but I'm not going to slide it in there because why not? We all right, fine, fine, fine. You twisting my own. You twisting my own. <laughs> that was no twisting at all. But please continue. <laughs> no, I. History with P and L. It's history hey, with hey, P and L. Hey, hey. So Hawaii at one time was a sovereign nation before it was Ooh. annexed by Ooh. the U.S. on some fuck shit. Like they basically were offered the opportunity to join the U.S. and they said, "I'm good, love, and joy." And then <laughs> the U.S. basically annexed them and made the mistake by force even though they were a sovereign nation and they kicked the queen out. So the kingdom of Hawaii became like a state and that's how it happened by force. Sounds about white. Yep. <laughs> that's also wow. how the Panama Canal got built and how a lot of shit happened in history by force. So all these presidents that they swear is so good, like Teddy Roosevelt and FDR and Truman, all did mad corny shit back in the day that isn't really highlighted the way they sh they should. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. All right. Word. Now, let's snap them fingers for the homie or the big homie, the uh the the 2021 e-money, the best hey. best at what she does in terms of the I I'm trying to big you up, but I right, I'm gonna snap. <laughs> Ask. Hey. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love I love when you sing it. I uh, love when you guys sing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was coming to talk about, I think we spoken last week. I wanted to talk about Kamala Harris and just how she met her uh husband, the Michael Williams? The why was that such a big deal? I I, <laughs> I it was something that I didn't know. But I also was surprised how people were like, oh, my God, she dated Montel Williams. Like, he seemed, he seemed like a decent guy. I think it's because, like, Montel Williams is pretty culturally relevant. And, like, how did we miss that? That was what I thought. Like, how did right, I miss that? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Like, you was outside? Niggas he was, never he heard of you. Right? outside. Right. Like, yeah. Montel Williams. I used to watch his shit. Yo, he used to be, he used to be spazzing on people on his show. He used to be oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we like, yo, Montel was in the streets. So yeah, how was you there, too, when we didn't see you? Right. Sorry, Jazzy. Uh -huh. Go ahead, Jazzy. I'm sorry. No, no. So she met her now husband at the age of 49 and married him a year later at the age of 50. And uh, yeah, that was like a whole separate topic that I was going to talk about. 
But then news this week is that he is leaving his practice at a firm in California and he is going to support his wife as the future vice president of the United States of America. And I was just like, wow. I love to see it. This is like amazing, groundbreaking. It is right. It's setting an example and and or or at least giving another another narrative for people to follow and to find normal um, at this time. So yeah, like, I, what do you guys think about that, bros? Do you think that's like honorable? Do you think it's you know a recipe for disaster? I like it. I like it. We love to see it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I feel like that is a very, a very important position to be in, you know, to be the supporter of somebody that's under a tremendous amount of pressure. This woman is under a lot of pressure right now, you know, and, you know, if he wants to make sure that the house, like that, like their home life, their, their relationship, whatever they've got going on, outside of the public eye is still functioning smoothly, then I don't see any issue with that. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't make him, it doesn't now, like, now he doesn't, like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not a subordinate position to me. It's just another one. You know what I mean? And I, I like to see this makeup. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I think that, so two things, right? Biden has called himself a transitional president. We know he's not going to run for re-election in four years, right? So she's poised to be president. So that means he's going to get that bag for writing a book, right? He might get a biopic on Lifetime, right? Like he's he's bound to get like a couple dollars. But outside of that, I think that in relationships, you got to sometimes ask yourself whose career, like who's doing the damn thing, right? And I think that oftentimes it's the man that's doing the damn thing. And in situations where the woman is doing the damn thing, if you're about the family and the unit, then you say, you know what? I'm going to play my position, right? Like Barack Obama, when he was a a senator and a professor and he he was making pennies, Michelle Obama was a rainmaker at the law firm bringing in the bag. And he rode with her. And then when he became president, she rode with him, right? So I think that for Kamala's husband to say that he's going to kind of like take a backseat career-wise, one, I think that he probably don't need the bread, right? But then two, he probably wants to break. But then three, it only makes sense for him to be in D.C. next to her because there's going to be a Secret Service detail. She's going to need his support because that's probably one of the most stressful jobs in the world. And he also has to go into it recognizing that, yo, bro, for the next four years, you're not going to matter as much because she'll come home, confide in you, and go to sleep. So it's a huge sacrifice to say that you're going to, like, sign up for that. Because even when you sign up for that, like, it don't, like, it's not going to go well at all times. Like, it's stressful because she's in charge of the free world, like, loosely. Like, Biden's president. But but vice president is like one of the most important jobs out there because you're in charge of making sure that the Senate and Congress work with the president. You 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 uh, doing, you know, deals behind the scenes and, and shit like that. And 
it's a lot of responsibility. And I think that it's a huge amount of stress. But I think about like, think like a man part one with Taraji P. Henson's character was trying to find like that guy that was going to be her compliment because she was like a C-level executive and she found um, more chestnut character. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm doing what I do. Youngest ever CEO, like it is what it is. And she felt like he was so into himself that she went back to the nigga that was making um, shit on the food truck because she needed somebody to kind of play that kind of not subordinate role, but a compliment. And I think in relationships, people got to realize that both of y'all, it's hard for both parties to be at the top of their game in a relationship and in their careers. So at some point, somebody's career got to be more important, right? Like, unless you guys have a family business together, if you're an engineer and your partner is an accountant at like a top place and you guys have like kids involved or whatever else like that, somebody career got to take a backseat at some point. And in this case, if she's vice president of the United fucking States and you're doing well in your practice, it sounds like he's a lawyer, right? Yeah, he's a lawyer. So is he a partner? I don't think so, but I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he's fairly senior and is doing well for himself. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that they're going to make, assuming they only do four years in the White House, Kamala is going to be able to write books and get like advances in the multi millions. So they'll never have to work again. Right. So I think that I'll make the same sacrifice if, if LaRib became. Lieutenant Governor of New York and was able to to get like book advances in the hundreds of thousands or the millions or she became like um, in a position to where she could be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Like it's lit. Like I'm going to absolutely play my part because right now I'm I'm the breadwinner and she plays her part. And so I think I'm that. What do you think playing the part of a husband to a power, a woman of that like stature is like what is he doing as a husband to make sure that his wife is satisfied and and at her top of her game great question question. jazzy great question that's a great question satisfied she come home tired like yo mitch's mitch's wailing (laughs) yo don't worry about it just get on his knees start eating the box like immediately yeah i mean like immediately this is what we like to hear okay yeah, I mean, like, before, before, matter, before she goes as well, no. It don't matter if she ain't showered yet. Like, it's a little, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, a little tart, just, I'm going to me that shit, bro. And on top of that, get you a couple hobbies, like, go off a little bit. And, like, you can't hinge on her, right? Like, I think sometimes in relationships when people go wrong is that if you dating that guy or that girl, they come home to you for peace of fucking mind. So you can't come home like, Yo, this morning, you didn't walk the dog. No, just fucking walk the dog when they come home. Like, just be ready to just, like, compliment them. Like, in the 50s, and it's funny, my in-laws have, like, this this poster from the 50s of, like, duties of a wife. And it's just, like, your husband was probably at work, and he's tired when he comes home, so be ready for him when he gets home. And I used to always joke with a rib about that, but it's kind of like the thought is there of, if you're home all day and this person is 
the breadwinner don't add to their fucking stress. Like, mm-hmm. I've been stressed out. I worked for former Governor Patterson, and I seen the stress levels at the state level. Now, compound that by fucking a lot, mm-hmm. and, like, federal government is a whole different kind of beast. So I think for him, he should definitely be just willing and able to, she tired, just like, you know what, lady, I got you, and just, like, Pac-Man and shit, but also, like, just listen. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to her, let her pour into you, and get some hobbies, because nine times out of ten, he's probably not going to be working. If he sh- if he is working, probably part-time. But just, like, make it so that when she comes home, that's one less thing to worry about. Like, cook, and just, like, compliment her. Like, get a hobby that will sustain you, because as a man, at least for me, mm-hmm. I can't sit still. Like, I gotta feel like I'm doing something, right? So I would, like, trade more stock. I would go off and play Pokemon and shit like that to keep busy, but just make her feel like, yo, you know, most important woman in the world to everybody else. But to me, you're even more important. Oh my God. You would make a great. That's a great. Uh, I mean, but you know I mean, like I always had like a good second game. Second and, gentleman, future second gentleman. Yeah. You know I mean, and, and just also embrace that shit. Like make it about her, right? Like don't be on some Twitter shit. Like, yo, Fuck y'all niggas is on y'all the ops. Like just like well, also, play back. Like, you're married to the vice president of the United States. Yeah, like, but don't make it about you. Make it about her. Yeah, you know I mean, again, if if my wife became like head of like SUNY or CUNY or like mayor or some shit like that, you won't see me in the headlines. I'm gonna be low, 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 low. Yeah, you know I mean, like it, it'll be about her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that. I would make that sacrifice because if like to be in politics is a huge personal sacrifice. I think people don't realize that shit. Like it's a huge sacrifice because you, one fuck up and that shit is all over the fucking tabloids. Right. So I think for him to enter her life, knowing that she like, she always had that kind of flair to one day be on a national stage. Right. So for him, I mean, that's like seven years ago. Right. So so like he was already there and she was already starting so he had to know where she was headed to. Right. And I think that he has to be comfortable being deferential to her success. I think a lot of guys egos prevent that. But mine's wouldn't. I'm be like, yo, listen, if my wife was vice president of the fucking U.S., listen, I'm going to be out here on my first first man shit. Like I'm not doing no interviews enough and nothing else like that, though. Until she's out of office, mm-hmm. we getting them book deals. I'm gonna start like a rhyming company. I'm open up a bookstore, um, and just be on my on my chill shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like with the kids all day on my park well, shit. I'm very happy to hear a black man with this perspective. Here we go with this Jamel Hill shit. Come on, like. See, you were doing so well. You were doing so well. And now look. Because I don't like the generalizations and the attacks on black men. My perspective of a black woman that has dated black men in the past. Not to say that I've never dated anybody that I think would be able to do this. But in general, I did have a moment of like, would this have worked if she was with a black man and he was the first second dude? Like I, feel I think if like- he's like a judge already, like if he was like a Supreme Court justice, that actually works better because in my mind, it's two scenarios. They both pop in and they so pop that they don't see each other. 
or this scenario where he kind of popping, but she more popping and he takes a back seat. The former scenario, I think that if if y'all both doing your thing and you got like an old pair and shit like that, plus a nanny, <laughs> then they'll raise your kids and you can focus on your careers. But it's tough. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy trying to be popping because then something got to falter. Like the I'm last wondering. thing you want. Oh, sorry. Last thing you want is to put all this attention into your career for your kids. They grow up and resent you. So if their kids are older, which I don't know how old his kids are that she's raising, but mm-hmm. if her kids are grown, then it's perfect. They look, teenage. They look teenage-ish. That's, that's I tough. also think it's interesting that she's never had kids of her own. She never wanted kids? or oh, I don't know. She's never spoken about that. It'll be in the book, I'm sure. But it always begs the question, can a woman have it all? You know, I'm sure she's a great mamala, but... Um... And I also think that in that same vein, <clears throat> I think sometimes people underestimate not having that conversation. Because there's many people out here who's, who've had, like, miscarriages and they've had, like, uh, what do you call them shits? As topic... Ectopic. Thank Ectopic. you. Thank yes. <laughs> Those, or they, you know, just can't have kids. And I think that um, now that I have kids, so many people tell me that they can't. And I'm just like, fuck you telling me this shit for? But then I'm like, oh, they're telling me because they needed somebody to pour into. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is why, to our listeners, make sure you tap into Hashtag Suits next pregnancy loss dinner series because she does oh, yeah. a lot for men and women around miscarriages, stillbirth, and child loss. And it's yes. a very serious topic because people don't realize how traumatic childbirth and pregnancy can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no guarantees when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like a lot of your aunties, uncles, grandmammy have had miscarriages mm-hmm. or stillbirth mm-hmm. like that, but it's never spoken about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If there's a, my, my, well, now I'm in Jersey, but my old assembly woman had a uh, stillbirth, you know, everyone knew she was pregnant, you know, everyone knew when she went into labor and then she didn't come back with a baby. And that was maybe two, uh, two years ago or so. And, um, you know, I I mean, as okay as you gotta be, she kind of continued doing her job. Right. So like, I think that's right. She took some time away for a little bit, but but it wasn't really away. I mean, she came back and was running her district and it and the pressure of having to kind of just keep the show going, you know, because grief doesn't have a timeline, right? Like so, you know, you're you're showing up at these events, you're doing whatever you're doing, and maybe not her in specifics, but like, you know, just anybody in general. Cause the people who, you know, when when people say that they have difficulty getting pregnant and stuff, like it's real shit. Like, like and then when a woman does finally uh, get pregnant, that whole thing, that whole that whole journey is very sensitive. Like a woman literally risks her life to produce a child, like literally risks her life. So, you know, that's why when dudes be out here, like, you know, my baby mom make sure I'm like, wow, wow, wow. That lady risked her life for your seed, bro. You know that? <laughs> when dudes get chicks pregnant, like, yo, you should not be raw pickling nobody that you wouldn't make a mom. Period. Like, and Come on. Jazzy would tell you, I used to be a, 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 a wild guy once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of contraception and the lack of belief in contraception <laughs> in my teens, <laughs> as Jazzy just shakes her head like, this nigga's bugging. 
But um, no, seriously, like having witnessed two births, I realized like, yo, like at a minimum, even if you wind up not with the woman because of whatever reason, you got to respect the fact that she risked her life for your kids and you shouldn't even be laying on her raw pickle if you like, if you don't want to make her like a baby mom's put a condom on, bro. Like it's that's, that fucking simple. Like condoms are, condoms are like FSA available. You can <laughs> buy them at any pharmacy. Like they get right. at any, any like Planned Parenthood. Like, come on, fuck we doing. You right. You know, I wanted to I wanted to double back real quick to the whole, you know, partner being subordinate, not subordinate, but taking like a more ancillary role, I suppose. Like, I think that, you know, if we reframed like how we thought about why someone would would step away from their career in order to support their partner. I think if we framed it in a sense of like just gratitude and real love for your partner. Right. You would want to be able to um, love for your partner and love for yourself. Right. I think that that love for yourself to your point PNL of having a hobby, you know, you'll engage in practices like that just to keep yourself stimulated, but like in love for your partner, maybe it's not just a hobby. Maybe now it's a complementary industry that you can support your partner on in the back end in a very like, you know, not so loud way. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like if, um, if, you know, your partner is an author, an author, and you say you, author? you, I, I know that was really weird. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but like if your part if your partner is an author and you, you know, open a bookstore, you know, that's very that's a very complimentary industry to be in. You know what I mean? It's quiet, but you're supporting literacy and this person would obviously appreciate that. Then they have a place for them to vend their own books, a place for them to do their own activations and signings. I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, where you don't necessarily have to be stuck in a house doing like golfing. You know, but um, you can you can also you know be industrious, something to support. What's that? Golfing is great, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not saying golfing isn't great. I'm just saying that like beyond just a hobby, you know, you can keep yourself industrious by being in and being in a complementary industry or service, Mm -hmm. you know, that that supports your partner that has to be in the forefront, you know, and and that's just doing that out of like just just I think just sheer love and gratitude for the person that you're with. You know what I mean? If you're functioning from that place, of course you don't want them to come home and be, you know, and, and be like, why didn't you walk the dog? You know, like you want to make sure that they are, are fed when they get home. Right. You know what I mean? So, for them and then also recognizing your relationship or marriage or whatever. Right. Vehicle as like a, like a living thing that has mm-hmm. to be nourished and 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 managed right i think far too often especially in our community especially when you ask like could the first i mean second gentleman be black i think the issue is that very often for us unfortunately you know we look at um division of labor through the like we look at love through the lens of division of labor right like like who does the dishes who does the this and that's only because black people in labor have been married here you know what I mean? Under this construct of yeah, I think white a lot patriarchal of dudes, supremacy. You know, the this is <laughs> I think a lot of dudes got this ego shit where they feel like they woman gotta be like they they doja, right? Like right, but listen, that's what I'm saying. It's because like, we like, live under like me this personally, system. Like I'll go on the record as saying episode 55, like I cook, I clean, I could wash dish, I, I wash dishes, right? Like bits a day where work for me is light and Lil Rib is getting crushed at work. 
Mm-hmm. I'll cook dinner, then wash the dishes, put the kids to sleep, and let her like do her thing. Because more often than not, my days be fucking ridiculous. And more often than not, she'll make sure that she quarterbacks the household so that I can do what I gotta do. So if I have an opportunity to make her life easier, then why wouldn't I? And I think that a good example too is that to your point about like authors, Queen Niger, dope singer. Um, got divorced from her husband. And part of what she was saying was that he wasn't supportive. Like, he was damn near hating on her. Like, mm-hmm. this talented-ass singer, right? Pack light, all them songs. Mm-hmm. Dope-ass singer. Um, You know, nice little thighs and all that. Anyway, like... <laughs> attractive, dope singer, mad talent, you know, full lips. Um... How he cannot help himself. I okay, don't okay, know okay. Yes, okay. Yes. She's stacked. Now back yes, to her. Like, Let's. Queen Nigel is, in my eyes, a dope singer. She's talented. And the nigga was hating on her and then cheating on her. Got her pregnant and all that. Had a kid. And I think that, yo, listen, if, like, from my perspective, if my lady had a talent like that and could sing her ass off and had a record deal, my thought would be, like, hat. Like, yo, what can I do to compliment? Let me learn the business. Let me do some shit to make sure that she can focus on singing and I could just be like the, the behind the scenes guy. Understanding that, okay, she'll, she'll be in the studio late night and that kind of stuff. But if she knows that I'm in her corner and she feels supported, then it's going to be lit. And if, it, if there's ever a situation where I feel like, yo, I don't want you late night out there with the rappers, I'll go with her. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, if she has a God-given talent, why would I not support that? Like, that shit is weird to me. And a lot of dudes mm-hmm. don't support their women in, like, they dopeness. And it's, it's it's crazy to me. And it's trash because then, so now she's blown up, right? Like, two years ago, he wasn't supportive. Now she's blown up. Album is, like, you know, top five in the, in the country. Billions of streams. Now he blogging, hating and shit. Yeah, but I think sometimes that can be a reminder of like where you are. And and I think some people who are not evolved or have a strong... I think you also in these situations, again, man, woman, mostly when men are dealing with women, you have to have a strong sense of self and identity and confidence within yourself to be in the quote unquote shadow of someone, your partner with a larger career. Because I feel like if you are not, you know, okay with who you are, you're going to constantly feel like you are less than in those situations. And I think, I'm sure he felt like less than in situations. Because doesn't he sing too or rap or something like that? Something like that. Pack light. Yeah, like you know, he probably back him up. Niggas a bozo, man. That should be me. I mean, like, look, Kamala and her husband are both are both lawyers. Like, he could have been like, oh, I was supposed to be, you know, partner. I was supposed to be here. If he was already a partner at at a friend of rainmaker, that's different. If he's a rainmaker making millions, then you kind of say, you know what, Kamala, like, go to DC. I'm going to transfer to the D.C. office. But... <laughs> but then I'm like, maybe... If we, what if it's something, like... What if we, like, big him up and, like, maybe it's something as simple as, like, it was going to be a conflict with his 
his firm and he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go. But honestly, honestly <laughs> we over here, we over here bigging him up like oh nah, my like gosh, listen, if he's made husband. If he got the bag already, like so if that was me, if Kamala's my wife and I'm a senior associate or a junior partner and she's in a White House, I'm gonna like literally say, you know what, I'm gonna open up a busboys of poets, I'm a fucking golf and play poker all day i'm a blog and shit about like you know vegan food mm-hmm. and let her do her thing and then when she come home like uh tarquell had a long day i'm like all right yo stop talking pac-man mm-hmm. i mean sounds good well i'm happy for kamala and her white night and uh well, white night he's white yeah, he's white. What do you yeah, mean? he's a white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she asked the question. Could what would this be? Harris's husband was white. He's a white man. That's so prosecutorial of you. Like you asked the question, knowing the answer that you wanted already. That was good. That was good, Jazzy. That was good. <laughs> I thought you knew he was white. Yeah. I thought he was Indian. Doug, no. Oh, his name what? is. Doug. Did you ever Doug. see a picture of this man? That's Doug giving a patty mayonnaise. Sorry, sorry. Oh, hilarious. Any doodles, I think it's a beautiful move. And um, if he's doing it because he's just trying to support his lady, I'm for it. Now you got to. You got to. Speaking of support, Jeezy like to smoke. Lord. Jeezy. Burr. Jeezy <laughs> uh, and Gucci versus battle. Security, security. I will say I'm I'm a Gucci Mane fan. I played a lot of Gucci Mane in college. I used to stroll to Gucci. Um Jeezy, I've I've listened to some of his songs. I've liked Jeezy music too. When I first transferred to Albany, I used to walk around with a shirt on that said, Thank God I had the block, inspired by Jeezy. Right, and it was it was a, a boy, and then a stick figure that was dotted, and that was the block. And I, I used to walk around with that shit. Um, yes, terrible, terrible. You're an artist. Terrible, but I will say what I was happy to see was at the end of their battle, which was tense. They performed so icy together, and I think that it shows growth. And I know that for a lot of people, it's like, who cares? This is some rap shit, but if you understand their dynamic and you understand that this nigga Jeezy allegedly put money on Gucci head, Jeezy mans allegedly tried to kill Gucci. Gucci killed this nigga. And that's been a sense of their tension for damn near 15 years. I think that you can appreciate the fact that they were on stage together. And I think Gucci needed that for closure to kind of like talk his shit and get off. Jeezy tried to take the, the fake high road on some like, oh, I own half of Atlanta when Gucci said that my outfit costs more and my opponent's a bum, basically. But I think that two things for me stand out is that the people that think money makes a man will side with Jeezy's demeanor. And I think that the other thing is that the trauma of having somebody set you up to take your life. You never forgive shit like that. So for me, 
I actually resonated more with G, uh, with uh, Gucci because I'm like, yo, anybody ever felt like this, some disloyal shit to me, I can't forgive them because I feel like I'm not a disloyal kind of person. I would never set somebody up or no other shit like that. So if I feel like you're the kind of person that would do that, I can't trust you. And I feel like as friends, it's not even like they were like enemies. Like, like they was getting money together. Like they did yeah. a record together. They was on the same label. So for all that shit to transpire, like I, I commend them for putting that behind them. I feel like Jeezy was trying to be like a politician and shit like that. And Gucci was being Gucci. That diss song, the truth though, I feel like Baby. is my is God. Wild, right? My God. I also feel like um I understand Gucci's energy. Because what people don't understand is that sometimes everything is not forgivable. Sometimes it takes like like the fact that that nigga tried to kill Gucci allegedly and he got the upper hand and then beat a murder charge. Like, I would be like, yo, you left your man, kids, a fucking orphan. Like, he was, it's, this, it's, this, it's a disrespectful song. But if it's true, and then again, I don't know if it is, but Jeezy won't look him in the eyes. I feel like certain shit is just bigger than music. And I think people that have never been through anything close to that will say, oh, just forgive and forget. I don't care how Christian you are or how much you pray. It's certain shit that's not forgivable. You, you can forget it and just release the energy so that you can keep pushing. But if if a person does some shit that's going to affect your life or take your life, you don't want that person no kind of fucking forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, right. Jeezy, Jeezy was on his Jeannie Ma. She was coaching him on how to be like <laughs> on the up and up. Who is that? Jeannie, Jeannie Ma is from The Real. She's a little Asian lady from The Real. And she and Jeezy have been dating for some time now. But like, you know, she, you know, like when, I mean, not That's saying that he. That's an interesting thing as well. Yeah. She divorced her husband that is, like, literally the opposite of young Jeezy. Yes, yes. Because he didn't want, like, she didn't want to have kids or something like that. And now she's with Jeezy. And, I, I mean, not saying that we know if she was giving him any background pointers or whatever. But when he was out here, first of all, I, the one thing that I noticed about that competition, that uh, versus battle, was that, like, the even the stage build out. Niggas knew what time it was. These guys right. were not looking yeah, at each like, other they the don't whole need to time. They not near each other. They were not looking at each other the whole time. Yep. And then when the, when Gucci, because I, for me, I didn't know all the details behind their beef, but I knew that there was something there, you know? And it Gucci resonated with me more because I just find that, like, through all of this stuff, he stayed the same. You know what I mean? New teeth, new body. Clone Gucci and old Gucci, the same person. You know what I mean? And um, I will say that Jeezy had lots of bars. Like, not bars, but, like, just just bangers. Like, it was, like, yeah, one hits. the other. That the, yeah, hits. You yeah. know, but, like, but when Gucci dropped that truth song, I mean, this man looked this, this dude in the face and said, you said any more people my now. way. I'm sending them back to you in a box. I mean, I, I've never seen more gangster shit in my life. Like, niggas say whatever they want. Like, whatever playground stories niggas got, it ain't this. <laughs> this was the most uncomfortable I felt in my living room. Like, I girl, I was in harm's way. Yes. Because I was like, what am I about to see? Yes. I don't want to see this. Yeah. And did no, you see any, did you see footage of Gucci's um, like caravan, if you will, his car. 
yeah. while he was driving to the verses. So apparently this man had his bodyguards outside the car, walking alongside the cars with like semi-automatics that were like as big as me. Like, I mean, here's what I'll say. I think it was a very entertaining um, uh, versus battle. I'm glad to see anybody ascend through some shit that is rough to deal with. Um, I'm glad that Gucci kept it 100 in terms of his feelings because I can't say that I would feel comfortable. There are people who I, I don't, I will never feel comfortable with for far less. You know what I mean? Like, so for, to know that somebody tried to line me up, you know, that's, um, that's another like that's another level of of just that's just another level you know and so you know when he was out here saying that he, he killed his whole boy and all kinds of shit i was like oh my god like i can't even imagine and then defended his right to play the song you Dig know like we boy up. you can't say shit now yeah you know that's real shit but like i'm i'm happy to see it you know i am happy that um you know that gucci got it off his chest is it is the beef really squashed and all that who knows they getting money together they they both didn't want to lose a bag we can agree to that um but baby this was tense this was tense i mean i think it was a moment and again i know people are saying oh who cares this biggest shit going on but i feel like for me what i liked about it is that so many people will say for the entertainment value it's like oh um, neither one of them should have like, listen, at the end of the day, if you're not in some shit like that, like for some people, these lives are entertainment. But for me, it's just like, yo, haven't been through enough real shit in my own life. Mm-hmm. And in certain situations, niggas told me I should have did more. I should have did less or whatever. I'm like, listen, I gotta look me in the mirror. So I'm comfortable with every decision I made for better or for worse in my life, because I can look me in the mirror and know that when it comes down to it, I trust me. You get what I'm saying? And I think oftentimes spectators will tell you what you should have did or what you could have did, but they're not the ones putting in no work. Niggas always want to be Cisco and Ebert when it comes to the next man movie. <laughs> not Cisco and Ebert. They always want to be the commentators. Niggas always want to say what you sh- what, sh- what could have happened in a movie that they're right. not making. Right, right. Then, you know? And then they're not known for no kind of movie. They're not Antoine Fuqua. They ain't making movies. <laughs> I'm I'm gone. I'm, I'm serious. Like, that's the thing. My message for every black man in America is don't let no other man put a battery in your back. Because they're not going to bail you out. All they're going to do, like, if you make a movie, they're going to say you wildin'. If you don't make a movie, they're going to say you pussy. But either way, they're going to talk. The question is, do you care about what another man think about your life? Because mm-hmm. they're not going to bail you out. They're not going to raise your kids. They're not going to nothing for you but talk shit. And once you understand that about these bozo niggas out there, then you can go out there and do what you do. Boom. Drops mic. Exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> As I fade into my open concept office with, uh, <laughs> with sunlight in California. <laughs> Nah, but uh, the the verses was um really really challenging. I'm glad that 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 reconciliation at the end was was quite the plot twist because I thought that I was getting ready to watch an attempted murder. <laughs> right, and at the end they said like you know what, everything aside, respect, and they walked like they they ain't dap hands, but they at least nope. acknowledged each other and went the compound yeah. with the party together. Yeah. For sure, and I like the compound. I've been there years, but that's a great place. I mean, they, they could not be in the same spot. 
to be honest, in the compound. Yeah, there was yeah. that shit is huge. Yeah, it's mad big. It's mad big. But you know. But my word for this week as we rap was just that. Like, yo, listen, don't let another man dictate your actions because nine times out of ten, they're gonna talk regardless. And then on the inside, they softened in a mozzarella stick. They ain't put no pain in, they ain't been nowhere. Do what you do. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my, I think my parting words are, um, uh, you know, kind of like refresh. We're getting ready to lock it down again. It's happening. Um, just get ready to refresh your wellness list, whatever you were doing to stay well, whatever you were doing to distract yourself, whatever you were doing to, to stay healthy, you know, revisit and amplify that list. Cause we get ready to go into another kind of Q2. And um, we don't know how long this ride is going to last, but it has seasonal affects to also accompany it. It's got, you know, just shorter, colder days to accompany it. It's got holidays and anniversaries to accompany it. So, you know, if you took if you took, you know, bubble baths, you know, to make yourself feel great, you might want to schedule two a week. You know what I mean? If you only did one, you might want to schedule two. If you if you only ran one lap, work on getting to two laps. You know what I mean? Like. Just whatever it is that you were doing to stay well, just try to amplify that. Oh, cool. Um, hmm. I I second all that PNL and Hat Shepsit had to say, and I just want to say I listened to Meg The Stallion's new album. Here she go with this. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just love how she came at Tory Lanez. I didn't hear it yet. First, go listen to the first song. Not only did Tory Lanez come out with a whack project that not only did not make any sense in him saying that he didn't shoot her, but he said everything, but I did not shoot her. Um, but I just loved how she took, she was like, you, sh- you shot a 5'10 bitch with a 2'2". She called him all kinds of pussy. I I stand, Meg. Did she had preferred a four five or huh? a headshot? Like what the fuck? Would she have preferred to like get hit with a no, bigger gun? I think that was more in reference to him being like, because his whole defense was, oh, did you see any shots through her foot? It it only looked like, I don't know, like he was talking about the tendons. <laughs> it didn't hit the, it didn't, does that look like it hit tendons and joints? Lord. It didn't hit the bone. It only hit tendons and joints or whatever, but she was Because like, that disqualifies being shot. If you're, it, it, you're only shot if it goes through the bone. Is that the argument? I, I don't understand. Because I appreciate she 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 came with the um, I don't want to say feminist lyrics, but she came with the boss bitch lyrics. You know, right. we love to see it. Your dad took me shopping. Yeah, she got a song on there, "Sugar Baby." Yeah, right. Like, come on. You know what? Make the stallion. Listen, my only issue with Make the Stallion was her trying to rap over Biggie beats. Like, stick to the trap shit and and like do what you do, shake your ass and. And, and be cute. Biggie is off limits. Yeah, Biggie's off limits, mama. But okay. listen, uh, that's a good good point to end the, the episode. We acknowledge that Meg was bugging. I'm just kidding. She's not bugging. Salute to Meg the Stallion for uh, dropping a project. 
Shout out to Berlin for dropping a project today, too. Um, yes, I saw that, yeah. If you need some dope music, holla at Berlin. You can holla at Anne-Marie. You can holla at uh, Mariah the Scientist, Queen Nigel. Uh, Jazzy recommends um, Make the Stallion. <laughs> There's also the uh, Liquid Sunshine Rhythm with uh, Shensia Vibes. Shensia. Dexter Dops. <laughs> Call me Jackson, up. Jackson Dabson is, is the homie. Call me up. Call me I up. I can't. I can't. But yeah, I can't. follow us on our socials, Stereo underscore bros, Twitter and IG. We're doing a mask giveaway. We're yes. giving away Stereo Bros branded masks. Wear your mask. the month of November. Make sure you tap into us, follow us, tag somebody, and Tag us to a post of you listening to our podcast for a chance to win a Stereo Bros mask. We're giving away 10 of them shits. That's a lot. 10 masks. So holler at us. Over and out. No matter where we're fierce, we must face the moment of truth, baby.